Let me pray. Our loving Father, we thank you for this time of reflection, uh, a time of uh, remembering the sacrifice of uh, our Anzac heroes and other uh, servicemen who've died for our country, died for our freedom and died for us. Uh, Thank you, Father, that this remembering points us to the greater hope that we have as Christians. We thank you that we hope for more. Uh, And we pray that as we reflect now, uh, as we consider ideas of sacrifice and eternity, that your spirit would be at work drawing us to yourself more and more. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, every uh, Anzac Day, uh, we are called to remember the sacrifice of many soldiers who fought on behalf of our country. Uh, my family history uh, in the services is fairly modest. Uh, Dad would always talk about um, my grandfather, who was, he was in the Home Guard, uh, And my dad would often remind us of Grandad uh, and stories of the bombers, the German bombers that would fly over bombing local factories. Uh, And there was Grandad, the story goes, standing at the village crossroads in Studley, or Studley, Studley, England, uh, looking for parachutes, waiting to clobber a German uh, carrying nothing more than... A broomstick. Uh, My other grandfather, uh, Walter Wright, Grandad Wright, Uh, here's a picture. Uh, We don't know many of his stories, sadly. He died before Mum was married, I think. And my grandfather, it's believed he was uh, good at riding things, good on a motorcycle and good on horses. And he was a dispatch rider in France in World War I. Now, I can't imagine what our war veterans went through or what they faced upon coming home. Uh, those realistic, realistic, uh, big screen TV depictions and documentaries can leave us feeling emotionally drained and shocked but our veterans, well, they experienced the first-hand trauma and brutality and immensity of war. Today is a day for remembering and thanking our veterans who helped maintain liberties all of us routinely take for granted. The freedoms we enjoy didn't come cheaply. Uh, today we should remember that freedom is expensive. On the war memorial uh, for the Korean War uh, in South Korea, I think it is, it says, freedom is not free. Uh, That's absolutely right. 330,000 men enlisted in World War I and 60,000 of them died. 155,000 were wounded. 11% of France's population, it's estimated, were killed or died on account of World War I. That is a huge, 
huge toll, isn't it? And so what are some ways that we can observe Anzac Day? We can thank those who served our country. We can honour them by standing at the end of our driveway at the time we would normally do that. Maybe it'll be 11 o'clock or maybe at dawn. We can pray for our war veterans, our ex-servicemen, veterans and families pay a high price for war. And we can pray that Jesus would heal and comfort our veterans and their families. And Tinica will help us to do that later. Uh, we can pray for our service people uh, today, currently, those serving today, wherever they are. We can pray for their protection and security and pray for their families. And we can pray for our uh, ministries to our armed forces, our chaplains and uh, focus ministries. Uh, but today is also a day to focus on the impossible, where we can reflect on what God has done for us. As the price he paid for our freedom also did not come cheaply. If you know and love Jesus, we know it's because uh, he did the seemingly impossible for us. That he knew us and he loved us first, even though we were his enemies. Even though we were, uh, lacked peace with God. Uh, even though we lived like he didn't exist. Uh, even though we lived like we knew better it is God that acts, God that knows, and that God loves us first. God demonstrates his love for us in this, that whilst we were sinners, Christ died for us. Not while we were allies, not while we were friends, while we were sinners. And he loved us first, our Lord Jesus, by paying for our sin on the cross. And in dying our death, he reconciles us back to the Father. And again, seemingly impossibly, it's this same Jesus who rose again from the grave, defeated our enemies of Satan and sin and death. Uh, but more than that still, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit God dwells in our hearts by the Holy Spirit now. He takes up residence to indwell in us, to change us, to grow us to be more like Jesus as we combat sin, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and somehow bring God glory. That one day we'll enjoy peace, eternal peace. And friends, that is the good news of the gospel. But do you see the end? One Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 took us here. It's where the mortal will be made immortal. I don't know if you think about immortality much. It's certainly uh, something that preoccupied the Vikings. They uh, believed that immortality was achieved by heroism in battle if you, you had to die with your sword in your hand. 
And that was a good death and that was your ticket to Valhalla. Uh, Maybe Anzac Day is a day when immortality, the immortal, uh, is that kind of language gets bandied about. But I don't know any Anzac, I don't know any armed service people that think that on account of their death they will be raised immortal through the theatre of war. It's certainly something that the NRL wants to make a lot of. The NRL wants you to think two things. They want you to think that when their players don their footy gear and make it look like a bit like combat gear, they want you to think they're Anzacs, they're, they're going into battle and that their sacrifice is somehow the same. Uh, it's a clever marketing ploy, but we know it's nowhere near the same. And then it's the rugby league mob that will again talk about immortality, that they're really, really best players are somehow immortal. But I want to say to you, it's a cheap view of sacrifice they have and it's a cheap view of immortality. Absolutely. Again, I don't believe our Anzacs uh, thought they were going to... that this was a ticket to immortality. I think they were filled with the horror of war, like all of us should be. But hear this today... As you think about sacrifice and immortality, know that the Christian message is one of immortality. That immortality is actually possible. It is a thing. But it doesn't come through uh, venturing into the theatre of war. It doesn't come through playing a game of NRL really well. It comes by trusting the one who truly is immortal. And we know that one to be Jesus our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is an uh, invitation he extends to everybody, not just the invitation of forgiveness, not just the invitation of being made right with God and having peace with God. Jesus extends the invitation of immortality. Salvation, yes, but immortality in the world to come. And it can be yours. It comes by recognising and understanding the value of the cross. It is to declare that I'm a great sinner, but I have an even greater saviour. Such is his love who died for me. He died in my place, yet he rose again eternally. And this same Jesus promises to do the same for those who follow after him, who embrace him who love him, who live for him, he will give them immortality. Sounds like a good deal. Immortality. See, I heard at Easter Sunday, the dean of the cathedral preached his sermon and he said these words that really struck me. He said, chances are you think you matter. And you do. Death says otherwise. But the resurrection of Jesus says you do matter. You do. So turn to Christ and live. That's the invitation. This is a faith that was shared by um, a dear friend, John Simon, 
who, who served in World War II and died a few years back. This is a faith shared by other service people uh, as well. It is the Christian faith. And it is the source of profound hope and comfort that there must be something more. There must be something more than a world that's filled with war. There must be something more than a world that's covered by a terrible plague. And of, of course, in Jesus Christ, we know there is. So turn to Christ and live. That's the invitation. Jesus said, I am the resurrection of the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I pray you do. 2 Timothy chapter 1 says, Our Saviour, Christ Jesus, has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Here is the answer to that thing in Ecclesiastes 3 where God has set eternity in our hearts. Our yearning for more. We all yearn for more. And here is the answer. It is Jesus Christ, death's destroyer, the one who brings life and immortality to light through the gospel. So I repeat the invitation. This Anzac Day, yes, remember the sacrifice of our servicemen and women. Remember them and honour them. Stand at the end of your driveway. Pray for their families and their loved ones. But also hear the invitation of the gospel. See the sacrifice of Jesus and see that he's laid down his life for you that you too can be raised immortal. Turn to Christ and live. Amen.